0: the house, like she's an actress. Yes, please. She, she's an actress in a local theater, and when we build a podium like a stage for me, because I wanted not to sit on a chair, because when you play home concerts and you on the same level with uh, every other listener, people from a second or third row will he- see only head and the neck. That's it. Yeah. So no, no fingers, no, no guitar, nothing. So I mean, it's basically like, like you like a talking head,
1: you know? right? Yeah. <laughs> which
0: is not, which is not cool, for a stage artist. And uh, so idea was was that uh, she had this tennis table, which is like um, roughly two feet above the ground, and because I'm uh, quite a lightweight. Guy, this um, uh, plastic tennis table can withstand me and not crack. And they use it uh, as a stage, but we need to drape it with uh, black uh, material. And she procured this Gaffer's the table. The Gaffer's table. Yeah, and it was like, tough, doesn't leave marks on the table. Uh, no, on surfaces and you can tear it with your hands so uh, scissors is not needed and I was like discovery, wow so handy
1: it doesn't leave the adhesive on things like duct yes. tape does. yes yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes so stuff.
0: it is much more expensive than duct tape like, like uh, average roll of 30 feet would be like the neighborhood of 10 dollars yeah. versus 4 for just standard duct tape but it's it's a lifesaver for a stage thing, you know. So, it was big discovery. I became yeah. <laughs> a maniac, you know. I bought the best duct tape. I was put my hands on on uh, Amazon. It was
1: beautiful. There you go. And I am here talking with Yuri Naumov. Did I say it correctly?
0: Mm. Well, you see, uh, with uh, Slavic second names. American has, uh, has this problem because uh, you uh, you pronounce certain uh, things softer and quicker. So, right uh, pronunciation is Naumov, with emphasis Na-um- on the Na-um- second Naumov. Uh, Naumov. Yes. Na-umov. Y- Yuri Naumov. Yes.
1: And thank you for that. Sure. <laughs> and my, that is my my uh, Slavic lesson for today russian lesson and we're here in the house of max and tonya thank you both for having me over this is life music in the pursuit of answers and uh yuri and i were talking about the magic of gaffers tape <laughs> and uh, we're both musicians and uh yuri what brings you to chicago you've come here to play yes
0: well it, it is funny story um uh, Roughly five weeks ago, I had an agreement with uh, one organizer in Cleveland to have a performance there. And uh, at the time, like five weeks ago, I thought it will be like just uh, one event and I will fly from New York where I live to Cleveland and back. then i began to think uh, well what if there would there would be some other city besides cleveland the closest to cleveland was detroit i never performed never performed in detroit i i have nobody there i mean no one to speak with regarding uh, organizing shows
1: right.
0: then i uh, took uh, a look at the map and I realized that, well, Chicago is not very far. So I contacted um, my friend, uh, Max, and said that, you know, on Saturday 25th of August I'm supposed to be in Cleveland. So since we have this open weekend and Saturday is free. What if I would, would you agree to help me to organize a show in Chicago on Saturday, 24th? And uh, Max was forthcoming, He says that uh, I need to think about that, but chances, basically, that we can pull it off. Once that done, uh, Max uh, searched for options and found a. Quite decent, small concert hall in the area, and uh, despite that Saturday is quite like um, lucrative and uh, hard to get day for some lucky circumstances, the hall was available for Saturday for my show. Then we have, uh, boss, we have a mutual friend who lives in Milwaukee. And just by pure coincidence when I was just looking at the list of our mutual friends on the Facebook it turned out that she had a birthday and I wrote her to her to congratulate her it was her birthday and she said oh thank you and I said look uh, I will be in the area quite soon. She lives in Milwaukee. I will play on 20, Saturday 24th in Chicago, near Chicago, in greater Chicago. And she said, you know, I'm almost sure I will come to your place, and maybe I will uh, also get my son to see you. She has a teenager, uh, the teenage uh, boy. hmm Roughly, maybe 14, 15, and uh, she would like uh, him to, to take to my show. And then she said, uh, well, it would be so cool if you play sometime in Milwaukee, I don't know. And I said, Leah, and her name is Leah, I said, what if you would organize my show in Milwaukee? And, uh, you know, it's something like she was almost ready to do that, but she needed some kind of license invitation to the game, you know. So oh, yeah. I was uh, just, I congratulate her with her birthday. But uh, when I begin to like uh, rolling on, I just sort of like provoke her to engage herself into that mode, what can be done in no world. And it turned out that it's a nice place where local bands play on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And she talked to management. And they said, fine, let this guy come and play and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be glad uh, to...
1: Uh. Uh, you are uh, an independent musician, yes? Yep. And this is a story that many of us tell. This is how we, we, we do so many tours, is where do we know people and how do we connect to more people? And then uh, I've booked entire, entire tours in this same manner contacting people that live in one place hey do you know any place I can play um, I have a friend that comes from Scotland once or twice a year to play in the US and that's exactly the way he does it he finds where people are so yeah if you, you, don't know, you don't know anybody in Detroit so you don't go to Detroit but you know somebody near Chicago and as you say in the greater Chicago area here and then Milwaukee's only an hour and a half drive and you know somebody there and you set that up and then, you know, and now you've got this many shows. And now, if, and, and of course we have, you're a uh, uh, solo guitar and voice. People could put on house concerts. It's another thing that's also becoming well, more I popular. Well, can, I can tell you, know. you that
0: for me, the house concerts is the best of
1: all. You like those the best, uh, yeah? Uh,
0: yes. Uh, right. You see, I cannot stand clubs for because of drinks and, uh, and food. Cannot stand them. I mean, uh, I, it, I, I know, I, I know, I'm harsh on this, but I mean, uh, whenever you have this temptation for people uh, to be on this uh, mode that you like half listen, half eat, half. Right. Flirting, you're, you
1: and here here we call that a wallpaper gig. That is, you're in the background. People see, half listen and, to you. And yeah. you see
0: when you uh, take a. attentive look at why it is so that there are so widespread usage of booze and drugs among musician community my guess is that it comes as a compensation for not receiving a pure heart connection while doing the thing you love and able to do the most, you deprived of attention. You give you all to the people who don't give a fuck, and you got paid with money, but you deprived for attention. And somehow you played your heart out. It happened. It's dreaming a dream you live, and still. You are not fulfilled and you need to recapture something which is somehow missing in this picture and that's how you are introduced all the substance crap because the thing love the most cannot bring you that fulfillment. to
1: kill the pain yeah. so,
0: well yeah. or to feel the emptiness which is left yeah. after the show which is not satisfactory in terms of connection even if you paid a lot of money, you hope to build this uh, bridge from heart to heart, and you failed, I, you I, know? And yeah. in the house concerts, when, I mean, there's no warranty anywhere, but somehow, uh, there are certain warranty that it won't be like all-out pigsty in someone's house, you know, because right. it's not business to sell drinks. I mean, it's somewhere there as an option, but emphasis is not on that part. You know, because a uh, club survives on selling drinks. So, basically, you attachment to alcohol industry. You mm-hmm. just uh, subscribe to that, whether you want it or not. Right. A house concerts, it's like a volunt- uh, you... vo- vo- voluntary option. Yes. But it's not like, it doesn't rule. It, it doesn't rule the stage. So you can count and rightly so on a much higher degree of people's attention and therefore uh the moral reward of what you're doing can be like degrees higher, just dimensions higher on the house cancers, And uh that's what can keep you sober, happy, and uh Forgot this word. Well,
1: fulfilled.
0: Uh, f- full of life and vi- uh, full of vitality for years to come. I mean, yes. you can play like that, like up till the age of eighty, eighty-five, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being because I mean that's what you do the best, and that's what you make you happy. You know, connecting to people's heart right? with no di- with no distractions, and you know because. And I understand people who uh, drink booze or do drugs uh, on a listener's scale, uh, on, the li- on the listeners' side. I mean, I remember myself when I was a teenager in Novosibirsk. It was big uh, city in Siberia, like you know our Russian Minneapolis.
1: <laughs> I was okay, But it was uh, it. Yes. like
0: really huge. In, if with uh, talking Russia, not Soviet Union, but just Russia, Russia itself, Russian Republic. Was sure. third largest city after Moscow and Saint Petersburg, big one, like one point seven million people, a big okay. city. And when I was a teenager, and I was going to some musical concert, the uh, rock concert was just forget in Soviet Union, just forget. I mean, the government was fighting with rock. It was either it was like puppets, it was like a puppet show, or you would be not, not just like shooting the head, but you would put to prison. You and know? Why? Why was that? You see, I think it's like instinctive uh, fear because rock and roll, by the way, it vibrates sonically, no matter how complex or primitive it is, by nature of its vibration, is not at all about being obedient. It's not about Subscribe to like a social hierarchy and to agree to a certain set uh, of rules, and uh, people may conceptualize regarding why we're like fighting this music because you know it's like against capital, uh, capitalism, uh, against like uh, perverted like Western values and so on and so forth. And we're so pure, we're so like Mother yeah. Teresa, uh, you know, we're so just saints. But the thing mm-hmm. is that instinctively the vibration of freedom and the disobedience is so much max, как сказать, просто saturated saturated i mean i mean yeah, uh, yeah. this uh, this sounds saturated with uh, sense and vibration of freedom to, to such a, a revolting point that i mean people
1: a revolutionary level
0: well you see in uh, for someone coming from russia revolution does not ring like a positive bell you know because mm-hmm. for united states revolution was to get freedom from britain right in uh, Russia it's completely different historical context. It's just uh, uh, stop exploitation by like uh, blue blood mm-hmm. and delve into completely new and murderous exploitation by a new class of uh, what we call Chinovniki. So revolution is, is Russia doesn't have good connotation. I mean I, I and therefore despite the fact that it's like more than 100 years since it happened mm-hmm. uh, people of my generation I and mean then slightly younger not to, uh, not to mention people from my shoulder they would be hesitant to use like uh, rock and roll in terms of like revolutionary music in a positive way because a revolution is not a positive thing. Uh, I mean,
1: well, in, in in the in here in the states, rock and roll was uh, was frowned upon, often still is, and, and punk rock, of course, is very much about uh, going against the establishment. There's a great deal of stuff in the music that that doesn't speak well of capitalism as well too, or the government, and and what you say about uh, rock and roll having this uh, saturation with, of, of uh, it's saturated with a feeling of freedom, um, I think is extremely insightful, and i really I really appreciate that you said that.
0: I and so so I think that uh, no matter how uh, Soviet establishment would conceptualize why they doing it, I think that it was just animal fear. It was absolutely instinctive. Insti- it was absolutely instinctive thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just yeah. feel it with um, like this pop, a, pop, this pop pores idea. of your skin and your nervous uh, cells that it's sure. something dangerous. Right. You, you gotta, you gotta fight it, or it can like.
1: Now, now, at, at your age, you lived in Soviet Russia. You were playing music at the time. What was that like?
0: Can repeat this question once
1: a at your age you were were you uh, you lived in Soviet Russia you grew up in it yeah uh, what was it like playing music how long have you been you've been playing music all your life yes
0: uh, I started at the age of almost twelve slightly uh, slightly okay. younger than twelve and right. uh, you see uh, it's an interesting thing because uh, the wild stuff about russia is that it can be somehow i don't let me let me phrase it uh, in a correct way People were deprived of many things. At the same time, it's a highly educated and civilized society. And uh, uh, information wise, I would say it's quite. people knew a lot of things. And uh, therefore, the. Funny stuff about, like, growing, uh, gro- like, rock musician in Russia was that you know music, you are aware of what's going on in the world, but it's almost impossible to get decent instruments. So, you have knowledge, but you don't have means. And it put you in a quite... Um, quite strange shoes. For example, I'm a rocker and I like hard rock from my teenage uh, years, but my prime instrument is acoustic 9-string custom-made guitar. And that's exact uh, exact uh, uh, sequence of growing uh, in Russia. No way to get electric guitars, they're prohibitively expensive, almost forbidden. Uh, no way to form a rock band because uh, state is fighting with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: no way to get decent amplifiers speakers uh, rehearsal rooms it's just uh, such things uh, almost uh, non-existent you can find a way uh, to make music and to rehearse, but it's inevitably compromise with the state on one or another level. I mean, you need to subscribe uh, if you want to perform publicly. You've got to be certified that you're ideologically correct enough to be trusted and trusted with public performance so uh, some uh, internal state spies would uh, uh, analyze your uh, songs and uh, come to certain conclusions so whether you deserve to go and play or not so if you want to do it like uh, legally uh, it's inevitable compromise if you want to do it illegally you can put to prison like that.
1: Did that make you angry or sad? or were you, Did you find yourself adaptable?
0: Uh, well, I okay. can tell you that uh, idea to run uh, to the West uh, came to my mind when I was 21. And I was able to fulfill that at the age of 28. So seven years... Each and every day. I thinking about it. One day I will run away. Yeah. Because uh, the thing is that uh, you see, it's very important for a young man to have a sense of perspective. And uh, you can be young and naive, but you're not stupid. Yeah. And. Yes. Uh, when you observe and you think like, uh, certain things, how it can move in the future, you understand that in a given country where you are you don't have a future basically. by doing what you do uh, by doing what you love the most so you begin to recalibrate certain things and your uh, approach to life and basically for people of my generation the choice was presented basically n- nobody never said it uh very blatantly but the choice was you gotta choose between rock and roll or motherland that's this how it was uh not verbally but per se the choice was like this you need to make a choice between your country or this art
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh such a harsh uh, thing the way it it was so sharply divided was this maybe for. In a huge Soviet Union, maybe, or maybe a couple of hundreds, three, four hundred people, like. So basically, it's a just tiny, tiny fraction, tiny drop of population who faced it like this. but I was among them. You know, you need to make a choice. Whether it's uh, your country or uh, this art, and what I choose. This.
1: A lot of artists have to make make choices between the art and something else. Yeah, but so rarely to that extreme. Yeah. So well, a lot the, of us choose see, between you, you know money. Yes. The, and is, the art, and then yeah. you know, or or whether our family will approve and yeah. the art. But to what make help, something that what strong, help, what I feel? Yeah. what
0: helps a lot. Is the thing is that we. Are forgetting where we are young very simple thing that you're just a spirit in a human body yeah and you have this slice of time called life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it will be finished sooner or later so basically spending this slice of time by doing something you don't love
1: Makes no sense. Basically, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's a very strange way to spend this slice of time on something you do not like or love. What's the point? I mean, uh, like mentally, we are inventive enough to create thousands of uh, foundations for compromise, and they will be very solid. But
1: in the the end, that's a great way to put it, Yuri. Thousands of ways to create foundations for compromise. And um, now, what do you suppose is different um, in the mind of somebody who's, who, who recognizes these exact things and somebody who makes the compromises all the time? Why, why, why did you and 300 other people out of hundreds of millions of people the recognize things. this thing as something that's important and in this little slice of life that I, think, I have to uh, live. Well, what, 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 what was different in your mind from 300 million other people?
0: Uh, I think that uh, w- what we are talking about is uh, the critical mass of um, dedication. So, for example, you see, when you start, it's just uh, two cells. One from father, one from mother, and the life starts. And then the overall number of cells begin to multiply, multiply, multiply. From certain point, uh, the cells begin to differentiate. Certain cells become bones, other muscles, other nerve cells, other skin, and so on and so forth. Right. So, there will be cells which, like uh tissues which and so on and so forth so basically in the human society a lot of people have certain gifts but they can utilize these gifts in a uh, many different levels so basically, they never face this dilemma that if if not this, there's no point to do anything else at all. I mean, for example, you have uh, retina, you have uh, certain cells which are uh, accountable for your vision, and they cannot do anything else only to see and to to, um, interpret what is seen, right? So, the cell, um, I I don't know, uh, basically if you become this like nervous cell which um, play a certain role in the overall scheme of things, And you can do only that, but that you do like no one else. uh, You the you cannot like absorb possibility for substitution uh, substitution for to to substitute this role for anything else because you are like this. If you are uh, to see. And you're not muscle or not bone, you're like uh cell in a retina and you like uh, provide vision. I mean, I don't. Uh, basically, people who make very hard choices, people who do not, basically, you know, well, I, I, I'll put it in a different, in a different words. In 94, I believe, 94 or 95, I was uh, still new emigre, and I was learning English, and it was quite discombobulated, even more so than now. And in uh, a Brooklyn Public Library, I was uh, sitting, sitting at a table and reading a big interview with Bruce Springsteen in the Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. It was a big one. Whether he put a new album or, or something big like happened, so, so it was like big reason uh, that Stones interviewed him at, at the time Interview was really big maybe 10-11 pages wow. and uh, among questions which that girl asked him she asked him Mr. Springsteen you are loved by many you are a very successful musician so on and so forth what does it take to become like you And Springsteen is is smiling and said, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I got this letter from a guy who is in a medical school, and uh, he has two years to go before he got his diploma. And he's asking me, uh, Bruce, you know, I like your songs, I play them by heart, and I like to play guitar. And on this dilemma, what should I do? Should I continue with my medical education or should I stop and uh, play guitar and uh, just dedicate my life to rock and roll? I'm just, I'm really at, uh, I'm perplexed. I don't know what to do. What choice do should I make? And uh, Spring says that, <laughs> well, I didn't answer him. But I understand from my heart that, of course, he will continue his medical education. He will get his diploma. He will become a doctor. You know why? Because for someone who dedicated his life to and role, there is no choice.
1: You don't, <laughs> you
0: don't entertain yours, yourself with questions either or. Yeah. It's only this and nothing else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you have any chance to go some other way, you will prefer some other way. Because it's much safer, you know. People who go to this art, they there's no choice, and I I loved it so much because not just because it was honest, but yeah. because it's so poetic, because it yeah, is, it is, is true. No, it, it, is, is, it is it is true. It, it is do absolutely. Not have, do yeah. not, they don't have choice. You know, it's not. Just,
1: this is a question when I when I have for for years when I'm teaching and somebody comes <coughs> comes to my studio. Um. And I ask them why they want to do this, and the answer that I love the most is, "I can't imagine doing anything else. This is the only thing I want, I can do, or want to do, or feel. Why would I do anything else?" Is, you know. And so, is it a gift that you that you have that genetic makeup? We'll say that cell, that cell that says, "I have to do this." Was that a gift because that gave you the stubbornness, the perseverance, the resilience to continue in this, or has that been a source of suffering, or a little of both? The
0: the thing is, you also have very powerful feedback in the form of uh, pure joy of heart. And this is your reference point. Perfect. You measure it's, I mean, you know, like on a cellular level, you're doing something right because it's so joyful, you know, and you can. When <laughs> this reference point is within yourself and you can like compare, but you know, nothing does. Uh, that not, nothing else can match this, you know. That's it.
1: That's brilliant. That's that's. It. <coughs> Um, the emotion in the music when we perform. I often tell students that the authentic emotion of a song comes from the joy we feel of playing the music more than the actual emotion that the song is based in. If I have a... if I have a song that is sad, that I've written about a sad thing, of course I remember that sad thing that happened. But if I feel that emotion in its entirety every time I play, and I do that twelve times in a set, I'm going to be a madman by the end of the show. So the emotion, the, the purity of emotion, the soulful aspect of, of, the, of, of my performance comes from this joy that you're talking about when we play. And it is a cellular at a cellular level. It's the whole body is responding and, and, you know, and this is where that, that authentic performance comes from. What do you tell somebody who has trouble opening up to that? Because there are people who love the music. They may not have this drive that this is all they have to do, but so many people can play or sing. And the one thing that holds so many people back is the ability to open up, or the question of opening up. Now, you and I both know it's safe to open up. Vulnerability is part of a great performance. What do you tell somebody who's struggling with that?
0: well. People are struggling, struggling because of fears, so the thing is that…
1: Um, That's true, isn't it?
0: Uh, you see, well, probably because, uh, at least in this country, where a lot of things are based on uh, material wealth, Uh, you can use it as a tool um, to convince people that because uh, you won't be materially deprived by anything at all, by trying to open up and you already know your safe zone and you know because the passage back is always with you Whenever you feel uh, dis, uh, any uh, discomfort, you can close again. No one, uh, do not uh, preclude yourself from going back to your safe passages and your uh, comfort zone. The thing is that the whole point of an art, uh, of art, no matter what it is, theater, literature, music, cinema, sculpture. Is basically that um, it works on the principle of resonance. That uh, I scan my s- soul scape. I'm doing that with sonic vibrations and using certain kind of energy I can make like psych emotional photography of certain state within myself. I can uh, Recreate uh, like Make a photograph of certain dimension within myself and when it is quite correct and uh, I pinpointed, well, to interrupt with a dimension can be a very powerful experience for myself. When I begin to share it with people, they can in a very safe way, just by being there and perceive the sonic vibrations, come to amazing discovery. That they are owners with tremendous worlds within themselves, and uh, it's a very safe way to make that discovery because uh, there's no like dangerous chemicals, there's no like uh, psychiatric or like prison experimentation. So you just In a room where some sounds coming from stage and some words maybe, and you can discover, my goodness, that's so strange, but it is so recognizable. My goodness, I have this stuff within myself, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I would never know that such thing exists within me. So, uh, this. miracle of synchronization is basically what it's all about to uh, introduce what, what artists do is to introduce people who have the soul but do not have gift to invoke that vision or sound or something else to introduce them to beautiful worlds within themselves that we just connectors we just, we just make, make these connections so we introducers You know, and uh, when this happens, it doesn't happen very often, but when this happens, it's a tremendous gift for a lifetime, you know. And if you feel afraid, leave the show. That's it. You know.
1: Um, There's a trick right there. If somebody... Is aspiring to be a performer, to be to uh, to open up as a performer, we can tell them. Well, you don't have any problem listening and experiencing the music when other people play it. All you are doing is now you are sharing it now. But you've already synchronized with it. You've already by listening by experiencing music that other people have played. You have already shared in it. And so now. You needn't be afraid of the, of sharing back. You know, it's uh, gifting in both directions. It's a gift in both directions. Um, Where do you live these days? Where do you live now? Like geographically? Yes, geographically, yes.
0: Uh, Half a year in uh, New York, maybe... Four to five months in Moscow, and the rest just traveling the world.
1: Roughly. Okay. Now, since you asked me, you confirmed geographically. Where else do you live, if not geographically? How would you answer that if I said, "Where do you live?"
0: Well, a lot of time I live. I live in sounds. All right. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting thing to to find new connections. I can tell you that uh, just recently, uh, one guy from Moscow interviewed me, and uh, I found myself that my goodness, the world is so big. And all my life, I, you, uh, I, I, I live all my life among four walls. So, not just like like in the prison wall, so, but the geometry of the living space.
1: Yeah.
0: Those four corners. All my life. So basically, inadvertently, I subscribe to certain mathematical precision, to certain geometry, to certain counts. So, like uh, four attacks of music and or, or twelve and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. It's just ingrained by geometry of the world which surrounded me from, like, uh, my first days, you know. And people who live in round houses, like some uh, people in Asia, you know, mm-hmm. they live in Yurta, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, uh, how, igloo, like, uh, mm-hmm. stuff. The perception of the world completely different, because uh, the geometry is different. And, uh, of course, it begins to pervade the music you perform, because the counting, the tax and stuff, it comes from this uh, mathematical thing. And I don't feel that I'm deprived because of these four walls or or four corners. It's fine, it's a very cool and comfortable way to live and I don't have any regrets. But within this predictable geometry, you can do some very elegant uh, discoveries and new ways to connect this. Predictable corners in unpredictable way you can dance in this uh, Space square space in a way that you can bring certain Certain coolness and elegance, you know and some uh, uh, and, and co- co- quite a degree of unpredictability You know you can you can in uh, geometry you get used to you can uh, like um, put some f- fresh perspective to it.
1: Would you like to escape that geometry at some point? Uh you, I well, you see, or is there? I, a, I can still t- so much to explore so with it, what we I have. I can
0: tell you that uh, I don't feel that I uh, run out of fuel; that it begin to like oppress me because um, it doesn't. Uh, conflict my senses it doesn't conflict uh, with my story you know mm-hmm. you can uh, well basically you can go straight to stars from a cosmodrome which is rectangular <laughs> yeah <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> good point yeah straight straight to the stars and the first man in space was also named Yuri
0: <laughs> I was named after him
1: were you really yeah, uh, I was
0: born uh, just.
1: That was uh, April twelfth.
0: He was a, a, a April 61, and I was born in May third, sixty two. was born, year was, year, and like a, a few weeks later.
1: I was born April twelfth, nineteen sixty six. So I was born years yeah. Well, that's that's fun. I I, I I thought about that because I've been listening to a thing about uh, uh, the trip to the moon because they've cel- they're celebrating the anniversary of it. Last month, were so I thought about that. Um, I was listening to an album that Max handed me of yours. It's all instrumental. Max, what's the name uh, of it?
0: Guitar stories, I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's all in the uh, Russian. So and I don't uh, the... the uh, instrumentals?
0: Instrumentals. Uh, ah, ah, I see, you see, t- titles are in the Russian. the Yes, yes. it's, I yes, see, it's the Cyrillic Yeah, yes, that's yeah. Guitar, guitar stories, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. I was enjoying it quite a bit. Thank
1: you so much. Yes, I, and and it will be, it will be listened to extensively. Hmm. Um, now, uh, you're an independent musician. Um, why not get a record deal?
0: Well. Frankly, I don't understand the procedure. I tried to do it like uh, the way I thought it like, was logical, just to send out some tapes, like in mid-90s, late-90s. Sure. And uh, I was almost got signed by some People who wanted to become like affiliates or subsidiary—I don't know the exact word—with Sony Records. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And uh, what put me off is a process of making demo tape because they would go for as clean as impeccable, and as unlively take as a technically possible. They wanted to make it so clinically perfect.
1: Homogenized. Yeah. Pasteurized.
0: Was, you know, yeah, it was like st- mm-hmm. uh, so they were, were really after a sterilized recording. And I said, oh so my goodness. <laughs> uh, they, uh, I, I took so many risks in my life during Soviet Union to come To country I was dreaming about since like my uh, late uh, teenage years. To end up in this like uh, sterile uh, sterile laboratory. Yeah. What the point? Mm -hmm. And secondly, uh, because I was fan of Beatles and Led Zeppelin, I understood that something. irrevocably changed either in late 70s or like early mid 80s but the whole culture changed I mean uh, people who was in a regarding industry not everybody of course right. but it was sufficient amount of risk takers and mavericks in 60s and like early 70s who from business standpoint they were very much rock and roll. I understood that historically, all things changed almost overnight in December nineteen seventy six, when it was like double album. Front on comes alive, mm-hmm. and when this album, like within three weeks, just sold ten million copies. That's when big business its it "What? Just you got this uh, stadium?" 24, 24 track mobile studio and uh, you can move that much money? What we're doing with this like oil or, or like uh, yeah. M- 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that uh, after after that album it was uh, uh, I've heard that it was like turning point like historically that's, uh, starting from that of front-end front Skype live a double, album, mm-hmm. double uh, album. That's when big businesses really took notice of what's going on.
1: We went from people who were, in some cases, just making enough money to keep their label going, in some cases they just wanted to get music heard, to people who were only business. The record industry has only ever been to profit off of music, but there have also been people in the record business who wanted to, while they profit from it, wanted to do good things with it. The major, but I think what you, what you say, that Frampton comes alive was a turning point. I've heard that many times, and, and I would agree, arena rock, as we call it. So, changed everything yes, and, and the yes, bands that followed that were all very what we call corporate rock in America Yeah, so basically you
0: know? the thing yeah. is that by the time I came to States which is like 1990 and uh, this uh, I was almost signed in 92 I believe mm-hmm. and they quitted uh, that The whole perspective was that when you're looking for a record deal you're basically looking for allies who really got interest in you as an artist, they have commercial interest, but they don't treat you as a commodity. Still, they don't you're not a commodity, you're a life uh, human being with, uh, being with a gift. And uh, there will be some promotional muscle behind you, some leverage to propel you. And then I realized it not necessarily works that way. You can be put on the street as penniless artist. People will spend like a quarter of a million on some recordings they will on some producers they will make some promo company. But label is label. They have say like 25 to 40 artists signed, you know, and they have like one or two big stars. So if release of your album coincides time-wise with big release by like, their prime artist, as they just calculate things and understand that all our efforts, all our time, all our attention, energy, and money will spend on this prime release. And uh, let's put this guy on a shelf and we'll think uh, later what we have to do. So use say sign for five years, you in the red for a quarter of million of dollars. You mm-hmm. was penniless but you was not in debt to anybody. Not anymore. You were in debt yep. for a quarter of million dollars.
1: Yep.
0: And uh, you tied and uh, you cannot do anything. Nobody hear you and you do not have any rights whatsoever to make any movement until this contract is expired, which is quite dangerous thing to far over find yourself in yeah. so motivation uh, when I realized that uh, what I'm doing with is a scenario like this, I decided no I mean I was all, uh, I know what what it is to be like uh, underground rock and roll musician and uh, I mean it's tough but uh, I live like that and I don't afraid that life you know but to go to so-called next level to find yourself basically in prison I come completely invalid
1: after you've made so much effort to free yourself yeah I mean uh, yeah
0: (laughs) you know so Basically, my my take uh, uh, to be a signed artist on a label is 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 almost like to marry. I mean, it should be by choice made by heart, not calculations. So I mean, it's it, it, it basically it's um it's an, uh, yeah it's like a quite valid analogy of uh, marriage. I mean. It's a not wide one night stand. I mean, you really got. Uh, you
1: both have to benefit yeah. equally. You both have to work equally on a quite a long run. And yes, you know. Yeah, well, forever. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, and uh, I understand people are so potential in me instantly. But the thing is that uh, the conflicting point. Uh, Yuri, it's no problem for you. For for us to pack and sell you as a guitar instrumentalist, but say, well, I, I want to perform my songs. Well, uh, here's the problem. You know, so, and, and again, it's, it, it comes back that you are a uh, spirit in the human body and you have a slice of time and it will be expired sooner or later. Yeah. So, to what, uh, <laughs> to what then do you spend the slice of time, you know, to compromise, okay. When you have a long life to live and you are young, you say, okay, fuck with it, let's compromise here and there, but then we'll have this big and white and shiny road, you know. <laughs> and um, in my, I'm in my late 50s, you know, if that won't happen, it's not trouble, but I mean, when you're really like mature to do something, you're not uh, 100% sure that... That's your way, and that's the right way to do things. What's the point?
1: Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. You have total creative freedom yep. by doing it this way. That's my motivation to <coughs> remain independent. It is, is, it, I, 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 I can't think of.
0: And also, nowadays, in the first uh, quarter of the uh, 21st century, with all this digital proliferation, with stories, with all the Spotify's. At least, I mean, the tour to support your LP, like it was like 20 30 years ago, with yeah. all this digital mm-hmm. piracy, you subscribe your right to label. What label can actually do for you? Yeah, nowadays, what can, can they do that can stop torrents? They can like uh, create uh, some uh, digital uh, protection which can be easily bypassed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean. So, one way or another, uh, most likely they will screw you yeah, and uh, deprive you of any maneuverability. So, it will be basically, I'm, I mean, in order to sign for a label now, you really have to have someone who is really deeply in love with your art. So, it's a matter of trust.
1: If, if you were if you were to sign with a label, yes, it would yes, have to yes, be something yes, like that. Yes, 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 there
0: should, should yeah. be tremendous mutual yeah. trust. If yeah. that uh, condition is not met, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I mean, the trust should be there Yeah. as a foundation. Otherwise, no, what was the point? Mm-hmm. You know? For a naive young guy, if he screwed five years of his life being 27, okay, after 32, he's free, free to go. Mm-hmm. No, no. Now he knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, Marriage and divorce. Yeah. Yes, you know, if,
0: uh, after a certain time in your life, you 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 you, you, get, you, you gotta make it right. Yeah. You know, you don't have time for mistakes.
1: Because you're going to make them anyway, <laughs> you know, and so you may as well give yourself the time to handle the mistakes that you're going to make, even while you're making the, even while you're doing the things that you are passionate and and, and feel right yeah. about. You, you may as well at least allow yourself the energy and the time and the ability uh, and, and the, the strength spiritually and physically to, and mentally to, to deal with the mistakes that may come along.
0: Yeah, but mm-hmm. and again, uh, this reference, you know, Duke Ellington put it beautifully. He said, if it sounds good, it is good. I
1: say that all the time. Yeah, but I so love that quote. It's yes, my favorite. So yeah. Yes, so
0: yeah. it's like ultimate reference point for a sound man were a musician if it sounds good it is good
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you know it by heart and feel it by heart and it sounds good to you it is good that's it mm-hmm. so it's not something well you know it's a rocket science you know you do not understand listen to us we're
1: experts yeah okay oh, no. no i don't think so <laughs> if it sounds good it is good that's right you can
0: discern things you can you can feel and hear you know It it takes years to learn to like to produce album on a decent level, yeah, it it is knowledge and art, and uh, it takes uh, some uh, understanding of certain physical processes, uh, being acknowledged with some equipment, either virtual or um, like um, certain gadgets, but uh, ultimately uh, you know what you're craving for, you know, so you can become an expert.
1: Yuri, I deeply appreciate the time you've spent. Uh, it's about the easiest interview I've ever done. I asked you about th- <laughs> th- three questions, and you, you, so you have, you have a, a, a wonderful, vast <coughs> knowledge and a generous ability to share it, and I appreciate that. And I know people who listen to this will appreciate it as well. Come to my show. That's right. Where can people find you? Oh, my goodness.
0: Max, can you uh, give us a detail? What exactly is this place where I would play the same thing? So the show will be... um, It's called uh, Kruk Community Circle. Kruk in Russian means uh, circle. circle. Uh, Uh, It's... uh, Well, the address... I'll
1: give you a second. You already do you have a website?
0: Uh, it's in shambles, I need to do a new, uh, new is, one. Is
1: uh, there some place online people can find you? Uh,
0: well, uh, on YouTube, of course.
1: Okay, that's good.
0: Facebook. Facebook. YouTube, Facebook, alright. Yeah. Spelling of my name is Y-U-R-I, second name N as in Nancy, A-U-M as in Mary, O-V as in Victor. Uh,
1: Yuri Naumov. Naumov. I will, get that. I will get used to that. All right. The show, the show will be uh, uh, this Saturday, August 24th, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, at
0: 1400 South Wolf Road in Wheeling, Illinois.
1: 1400 South Wolf Road in Wheeling, Illinois. Saturday, the 24th.
0: Crook Community Circle.
1: Crook Community <coughs> Circle. All right. There it is. Once again, you already thank you. Max, thank you for having me over. <coughs> and everybody keep talking. Open dialogue, that's the key. Peace.